and welcome to Meanwhile in the Falcons, the weekly podcast from FITV. I'm joined in the studio with... Hannah Newton! Hey. Woo! And of course, our animator... Tom Mensal. Hey. <laughs> so today it's Friday and it is also World Albatross Day. So we're doing a few bit of filming for that, aren't we, in the, next week? Yeah, we'll be doing something for that hopefully next week. We've got lots of lovely albatross shots that we will put out as well because they're my favourite, and there's lots of albatross here in the islands. Also, I was going to say, the listener probably has missed us for a couple of weeks. We have been super, super busy. Yeah. So we're finally back, um, and back to annoy you on the airwaves, shall we say. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, we have got a long list of things that we've been up to, but a big one this week, I guess, is you both have been to the Nightingale exercise down at the Leisure Centre. Yeah, so Tom and I went down to the Leisure Centre last night, didn't we, which was uh, good fun. What they've done is they've set up um, a temporary ward with all these beds in the um, gymnasium, just in case COVID comes to the islands and there's a big peak of people um, who have it. So they've, they've... got these camp beds out and stuff and it's quite good because they can use it as well for um, any other na- disasters that happen here mm. or anything that they think, oh God, actually we need some more um, medical facilities. But did you enjoy it, Tommy? It was your debut filming. Yeah, you were on the film, weren't you? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't too bad. I mean, yeah, yes. So what was you doing? Was you on the, because I wasn't there, but were you on the gimbal and the phone and getting a few of the cover shots with you or what was, what was you? Um... Yeah, I think I was mostly like trying to get sound at first, and then like the second half, I was on the gimbal, just like yeah, cover shots. And... Getting on the cover. So with the sound, was it was the sound all right? Was was it a, like was it a clear walkthrough throughout the entire exercise? Um. Yeah, I think it was all right. I mean, probably a bit quiet, but yeah. bit bit quiet. <laughs> Was it was it all right for you as well? Yeah, I yeah, know it was really good actually. We did three interviews uh, with the chief of nursing staff, I think, was her job role, um, and a couple of the other guys that helped out there. But it was actually a joint exercise between the 16 Medical Regiment, uh, PWD, and the hospital and all sorts. So it was kind of everyone coming together in a bit of a collaborative um, community spirit, <laughs> shall we say. So it, it, it was really good, actually. And I, I was impressed at how, um, just how they'd set the whole area up, to be honest. You wouldn't think they'd be able to fit so many beds in mm. such a, a space so um it, it was good it was really fun but we were whilst we were doing that you were uh, busy good weren't link. you very busy do tell us what were you doing Oliver good link in there I like that no so I was in the same building um but I was playing the first ever Falcon Island short map bowls tournament Whee! um I loved it. It was good. So I don't know if you know, listener, but I've been getting involved with short map bowls for the past, when it first started, about six months ago. And this is the first time where there's actually a bit of a tournament. So on Thursday, uh, the, yesterday, sorry, we had a kind of qualifiers for the finals on Saturday. Mm. So um, so next week, I'm sure you'll be able to hear if I won, if I haven't. Um, Ollie's hoping to get himself a short map bowls mug. Yes. Aren't so, yeah. So <laughs> if, if you finish fourth, you've, you get a, an, a prestige prestigious short map bowls mug um which is good and that's kind of you know that that would be quite good to uh, to have in the office especially now but yeah no that's what i was doing playing a bit of short map bowls and that piece will be out next week in terms of what went on and how did the sport actually come to the islands um i, I don't really know but i think it was a guy called cecil alexander who does loads of sports in the islands and he kind of just started it and, and got the idea ahead and 
so many other people started playing short mat bobbles and I don't know, I kind of link it to darts because it's one person versus one person and you kind of have that, you know, it's all a bit, you know, it's not very physical, but it's a lot of mental energy and you've got to kind of have the 55, you have 55 minutes and it's quite hard actually throwing so many balls uh, to hit. The, get so have you been practicing with your tin cans on your one, one bowling arm, getting your uh, strength up? I should have thought of that, that's a good yeah. idea, but I think I was Tom, I live with Tom, if, you're not, if you don't know, listener at the FITV house. Um, I've seen a few paper scrunched up balls down the hallway. <laughs> I've been practicing my techniques. So I've been re- really trying to go for it. Um, but there are some really quality players uh, for the Shotmat Bowls team. But the Shotmat Bowls team are quite good. They, they were victorious in the NPC versus Stanley event. Um, and they're looking to go to the Island Games next year to submit a first, well, a team uh, to the Island Games. And His Excellency the Governor got involved and joined in for a few ends. So that was quite nice. <laughs> Um, but that was good. And in terms of this week as well, uh, the pubs are reopening. Woo! So it's I'm a... <laughs> hardly waiting. So it is it's quite a um, a big thing. In the a Balkans. momentous occasion, shall Abs- we say. Absolutely. But I'm still interested in how it's going to work in terms of social distancing. You know, pubs have been given guidance from the Falkland Islands government. Um, well, but... it's funny, isn't it? Because they've been all, all the local pubs and restaurants have been asked to submit... Um, plans in including the cinema as well um to say how they're going to do the social distancing and things like that but once they've submitted their plans they are free to open Mm. and there isn't actually going to be anyone going around policing it and you know what people are like once they've had a couple of drinks and stuff they'll be moving across tables and stuff it'd be interesting to see how those plans stay implemented and whether people will abide by the rules (laughs) um well, I, so I, think, see. I think it is positive that there's no positive cases here. Obviously, scenarios would be very different if uh, if there was positive cases that came up. Um, but yeah, that's a big, big news story in the Falcons that the pubs and restaurants and cafes are reopening, which is obviously very good. Um, and also next week, we've got two Paula and Steve coming back. Yes, two Paula and Steve's. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, lovely bosses will finally be coming back to steer the ship, which should be good. Um, but they will obviously have to go into uh, 14-day isolation um, as soon as they arrive, 14-day quarantine. So they will be in the house, but they will be working from home. So we might be able to hear from them then in the next podcast from uh, their house, which should be quite nice. And they've got their lovely daughter as well, Connie, coming with them. Oh, yeah. So that all three of them can maybe have a go at doing the podcast and see how they've been getting on. Um Stuff like that. So it'd be good. Hopefully their flight isn't delayed. Hopefully, we know we've had some crossed, interesting yeah. weather, haven't we? Over the past two weeks, we've had a bit of snow. It's been sunny. It's been raining. So it'll be interesting to see if the flight comes in. Fingers crossed it does. Hopefully, yeah. No, we, we, we have certainly missed them, of course, if they're listening in. Yes. Uh, it'd be good to see them back. <laughs> back to the FI, uh, FITV Towers. Yes. Which is, <laughs> which is good. So they're coming back. And we've also had a departure, unfortunately. Uh, our historian, oh, our famous yeah. historian. So the listener, if you if you've been listening and watching with FITV for many a year, you will have seen we had a lovely, lovely historian who came to do some presenting with us and who uh, did a couple of uh, presenter-led uh, history pieces on the shipwrecks of the Falklands. Lovely David Bailey. And uh, his Mrs. Hannah have actually departed the islands oh. after being here for four or five years. 
um, which is quite sad. So there is a slot open if anyone would like to apply to have a go at doing some presenting as a guest <laughs> presenter or a uh, guest historian. A bit like Time Team Man. I can't remember the name of the Time Team Man. But Tony, Tony Robinson. I used there to we watch go. that religiously. Yep. What a program. And uh, Dan Snow as well, is it? The John Snow? John Snow. John, John and Dan Snow. Snow yeah, John, the 20th the... century battlefield. Yes. So um, we're looking for people who can fit that bill. <laughs> But before, well, obviously, I wish Bailey and Hannah and Jasper all the best. And yeah. I think they're going to the Emerald Isle in Ireland. Um, so that's the first port of call for them. But before the before Bailey left, we also did a historical piece on Bennock's Paddock because it was a former World War Two camp, and as well, it was a 1982 uh, defensive position. But Tom, you have done a quite a spectacular, I would say, animation on the history book. Could you tell us a bit about the animation and, and what it's all about? Um, so, um, it's, well, obviously based in, like, this sort of, like, World War Two sort of time, so it's, um, so I designed the book so it's all, like, I don't know how, what you said, like, crusty and, like, like, torn up and just old. Yeah. And, like, it says, like, a little lamp on the table, which is, like, well, shines down on the book, and it's based on, I think it's called a banker's light or something. Okay. Which is um, an old green lamp from World War Two. Well, the, the idea with the animation, isn't it, is because we found, well, b- barely found, sorry, should I say, um, a diary extract from a soldier that was in the camp during World War Two and wrote all of his what happened during the days. So I was thinking of getting the the good old Yorkshire accent out and trying to do a few, get a few extracts from it, and uh, that's the point of the animation, isn't it, to try to reveal. Real bits from his diary, which is quite interesting, actually. He went, in this diary extract, he went to go and find a penguin rookery. Um, and he said it smelt really, really awful. In oh. this but it's true, that. That was exactly my reaction when I first went to a penguin rookery. Yeah. Really nice, you know, really nice penguin. Visuals, visuals but, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, on the uh, smell side. But I, I went with Kyle to volunteer point, I remember this, and... The wind was blowing in my direction, so I had all the whiff of uh, <laughs> of all the penguin smell. So if you've ever been to a penguin rookery, as many of the listeners might be aware, they they do smell, but they are they are really really. <laughs> you nice get used to it though, and also with the, I think because it's so amazing that you're seeing so many birds in a small place, um, but you kind of get over the fact that the smell's a bit hideous. <laughs> <laughs> No. Not as bad as the smell in the FITV bathroom, though. Oh, yeah. the uh, Anderson Drive, is it? <laughs> well, we've got two, so it's all right. But speaking of that, actually, we are having <coughs> a quick makeover at FITV. So we've managed to get a few posters, haven't we, Tom, from Stanley Services. So we're going to have our very own FITV house gallery with some of the pictures that are up, which is, uh, that's the highlight of FITV at the moment uh, in the house. Um, and also, next week, it was scheduled to be the midwinter swim, wasn't it? Oh. Sorry, I'm blowing my nose. So, <laughs> so I was like, carry on talking about decorations. <laughs> no, it's all right. We'll keep that one in. Um, yeah, it is. We'll just let you blow your nose for now. No, it is the... Mid- I'm not sick, listener. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> it is... Um, actually, this is quite a big one, isn't it? Because the midwinter swim. Now, I've never been to that. I've heard rumours about it. Oh, it's the uh, it's the uh, Falklands tip-top event of the year, I must oh, yeah. admit. So the Midwinter Swim happens every year at the closest Saturday to the winter solstice, according to Mrs. Holmes. Um, and what happens is everyone gets together on the beach 
and they all run into the freezing cold South Atlantic, dip their heads under, and receive a certificate of lunacy from the governor. Mine is... <gasps> Mine's at home. But I, I saw a video in the archives, like, ages ago. Were you, do, you did your piece with quite a few... Wearing superhero well, costumes. This was this was the thing. So we did a warm-up piece where we were all in superhero costumes and saying, oh, midwinter swim, pre-midwinter swim is coming up. Who's going to do it? Just to plug it and get people to sign up for it. And then, um, and then we went in and did it. And it was freezing. Honestly, you come out, you can't feel your feet, you can't feel your knees. It's really, really mm. cold. So in this week's show, actually, we've got a little throwback to uh, when Kyle had a go at doing it. Um, unfortunately, he couldn't do it on the day because he was filming, so he went and did it um, on his own at the beach. <laughs> he looked like he had a bit of an interesting time. But you, you won't have a chance to do it this year, I'm afraid. Oh, what a oh shame. you missed out on oh, it. Oh, no, that's a shame. Because it? normally it's the <laughs> tradition that FITV employees have to do it. The new ones have to... Uh, Go and have their uh, midwinter swim well, soaking. The, well, it's all right because what I'll do, right? The Malvinas opening, there'll be a hot tub there, surely. <laughs> I can do it there, can't I, surely? <laughs> Cheat up. But Tom, have you ever done the midwinter swim? Um, no, I've, I've never done it before, no. I've... Would you have a go? Probably not, to be honest, no. <laughs> oh, come on, the certificate's worth it. <laughs> Signed by the It's government. quite nice afterwards as well because. They've got all the um, oil drums out and we're all with the little fires and you all stand oh, yeah. around in your towel and stuff. And then you, sometimes you go to the um, seafarer's mission, um, seaman's mission, and uh, they put on some food and stuff like that. And you can have a hot drink, which is quite nice. Hot chocolate or a hot toddy. It is getting much, I must admit, it, must, it is getting a bit colder now, isn't it? Mm. Uh, and this is my first winter here. So. Well, you were first witness of snow here as well. First time you yes. saw the snow. Yeah, it was... It was uh, Liberation weekend. Yes, it was pretty exciting. I mean, it was covered in the car, so I had to get the uh, the bank card out to try and scrape <laughs> it all off the car. Um, but yeah, it was like Yorkshire summer, really. Mm. But, no. but it was also your your first um, Liberation Day parade. Yeah. How did you boys find that? The two of you were filming down at the monument, weren't you? Yes, it was. Well, it was social distancing, wasn't it? So it was a bit different to usual because I had a look. We had a look at the archives and to see previous Liberation Day parades. Um, but yeah, it was, I mean, uh, fortunately, the benefit of our job is we can kind of see people's emotions a lot more than what the average person would do sat behind uh, the lines. So you, you could really see the, the kind of emotion from people, um, which was really, I don't know, that, that kind of caught me. I don't know if that caught you as well, Tom, but because for instance, you were filming in front of people and you could really, really see that it, it, is, a, it is a big thing here in the Falklands Liberation Day. Rightly so. And same with the, a lot of the different memorials, because memorial season's finally come to an end, hasn't it? Um, but with a lot of the memorials we've been filming um, over the space of, what, two months, it's been, and they've been spread out. The first one was uh, Anzac Day, wasn't it? Anzac, yeah. Yeah, which was the, the evening, uh, the early morning one um, for Australians and New Zealanders. Uh, New Zealanders? New Zealanders, who lost their lives um, yeah. during conflict. But... Um, and then we went to Nick Taylor as well. Yeah, we had Nick Taylor and San Carlos and lots of different um, services. But even even though the, the COVID-19 um, pandemic's kind of, it's happened at the height of the pandemic, mm. we've probably, I'm going to say this, one of the only countries in the world who have still managed to do services um, socially distanced and obviously on a lower key um, scale than we normally would. Um, but it's still worked out and we've been live streaming a couple of them and trying yeah. out different ways of filming it and stuff. Um, and I think I think it's gone really well, actually, and the services have been really, really 
well attended. Well, absolutely. I mean, if you look on Facebook, the, the viewership's gone quite a lot. I mean, we've mm. received messages from, you know, all sorts of places, from the UK to New Zealand, mm. saying how special it is for them to see the kind of service. But we were speaking to someone, um, um, a sergeant, and he, it was his first time in the Falkland Islands, but his father had fought in 1982. So... For him, it was really, really significant for him because obviously this is where his father would have fought, mm. and um, you know during the eighty two conflict, and it was really interesting speaking to him, especially at the Fitzroy Memorial. Well, um, it must be. I think it must be quite hard for some of these um, veterans to actually come back who haven't been back in thirty. Do you know in a long time? Mm. Um, and a because we're location wise, we're quite out the way. We're in the middle of nowhere, yeah. and it's quite difficult to get here. But b coming back and actually walking on the same bit of land where you were fighting in 82, it must be really, really difficult to deal with, I, I, I think. And it's even when you see some of these veterans at the services, you can tell that it's very significant for them and it bring, must bring back old memories. Well, absolutely, and we were talking about this earlier, that um, for us it's a bit of history, but for them it's, it's actually, you know, it's, it means a lot. Real life. Well, yeah. it's, it's difficult because we're, we've, we've not lived through a war yeah. really we haven't had to deal with anything like that um sometimes i find it's difficult to understand until you actually Absolutely, see footage yeah. or documentary stuff well i know um we've been running through ktv a couple of um 1982 documentaries mm. where it kind of showed the town and stuff and the soldiers coming in and out and and whatnot and bits from the conflict and it it, it, it makes it seem real then you can kind of relate and say oh hey actually that's where the post office is that's where they did this that do you know you can it feels real. Yeah. Not no, that it's no, not real, but it, it it makes it more real, I think. But uh, look, we kind of had a first as well, actually, a first virtual memorial service. And that was from the Sheffield Sea, Cadets, uh, sea and Royal Marine Cadets. Um, and like I say, we did it via Zoom, and they were really interested in, in what, you know, the Falcons and the Falcons' history. But it was really, it was an eye-opener at all, because the cadets, they made their own, it'd be on FITV, but it was, they made their own presentation, um, and they, they had uh, a, a father that would give a, a speech out as well, and Rod, MLA Roger Spink was there. And it was over Zoom, Mayor. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and the Lord Mayor was there as well, and it was it was quite a special thing, really, mm. because and obviously the listener, if you you can see that on FITV after the um, after the news show. So yeah, that it, it was quite a big eye opener, definitely. And there was the Lord Mayor of Sheffield, the longest serving Lord Mayor. Um, was there as well, so it, it was it was really really nice actually to to see. And uh, I'm gonna plug it, but I'd like to say thanks to um, Shaw, yeah, Falklands because they were the ones that have sorted us out with um, a SIM card, so we can do it and then made it possible. And also the fact that the signals actually been 4G signals worked and things like that. Especially so. at the Glamorgan, because we we went mm. there and tested it, make sure that everything was all right before the actual day, and, and it works. And mm. loads of people, you know, it's got loads of people viewing it and sending. And it means comments. that some of these veterans who are in the UK can actually watch and see what we're doing, um, which is great for them. Absolutely. Um, I suppose in terms of that's well, it's memorial season kind of finished, isn't it now with all the memor- uh, memorials finished. Um, I think that concludes this week. So we're on episode 101. You can catch FITV on t- on your television set or you can go online at www.fitv.co.fk forward slash channel dot html. I just love the uh, www in the uh, Yorkshire accent. Always sounds lovely. Thank you. No, that's a <laughs> positive comment there. I like that. Um, yeah, so you can catch us next week as well. So I might not be here if uh, if... 
if I lose the short map balls tournament. Yeah, but... he might be on a uh, flight back home. We shall see. Right. Anyway, you might hear the lovely dulcet tones of the Fomsey family uh, next week, live from JMA in uh, the Portlands. They'll be back, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Yeah, brilliant. So, yeah, thank you very much, and see you all next week.